time, uh, I have the great privilege of introducing one of one of my favorite people to listen to uh, in giving the Word of God. Uh, you guys know him as Pete. That's how I know him, too. Would you please welcome Pete Wilmot? Hey, so just so you know, I am under a lot of pressure today. A lot. See, usually Wayne Ferris is here to tell me it's very important that I don't suck today right before I come up on stage. Um, but today he's not here. Um, so I had somebody tell me to do good. So I said, don't suck. And he goes, yeah. Uh, I had somebody tell me that I was going to be graded afterwards. And I had somebody tell me to change them. I said, I got 30 minutes to change you. And they said, yeah, sort of like a spiritual hairdresser. I said, oh, so the before and the after. So a lot of pressure. So with all that pressure, we need to pray. So will you join me in that? Father God, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your, your truth, Lord. Um, Lord, it's not, it's not me or my words that will change anything or anybody, but it's you, Lord. It's you, your word, your Holy Spirit, Father God, that uh, speaks to each one of us. So I ask, Lord, that our hearts are open to hearing what you have to say to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we are continuing our series in Rooted, and this week we are asking the question, how can I make the most of my life? Part two. That's right, it's such a huge question. It takes two weeks to actually answer this question. How can I make the most of my life? I'm supposed to answer this? Is that yeah. Really? Oh my goodness. How can I make the most of my life? You got 24 minutes. 24 to go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, so here's my problem with the question. It's two words in that question. How can I make the most of my life? Okay, how can I make the most of my life? So when I think of I and my, I think of me and mine. Me, 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 me. So what do I want? What do I want so that I can answer the question, how can I make the most of my life? And I'm going to tell you. And I realize by telling you the answer that I would have, that I'm going to prove myself to be far less spiritual, far less holy, far less Christ-like than all of you. But here's my answer. I want everything. I want it all. I want the fame. I want the fortune. I want the talent. And I don't even care what that talent is. Because I don't have any, so I'll take whatever. <laughs> I don't care. If, you're, if you see something in the Guinness book that you think I can do for 30 minutes, that's, I'll take it. I want the talent. I want the, the power. I want uh, the influence. Janice told me what an influencer is this week. I had no idea. I want to be an influencer. Apparently, you get free meals out of it. I don't know how that works, but I want to be one of those people. I want to be an influencer. I want to be on, the, on the, the Twitter and the Instagram, and I don't even know how those things work. But I want to be there. I want followers. And I don't know why they follow you, but apparently people have followers. I want that. That's what I want. I want it all. I want to be able to walk down the street and have people say, that guy has really made something of himself. 
That's what I want. I, I want to have the, the phrase from my, one of my favorite professional wrestlers, Brett the Hitman Hart. Yes, you all know him, who used to say, I'm the best there ever was and the best there ever will be. That's what I want. Yes, that's how shallow I am. <laughs> that's what I want. That's how I feel like I can make the most out of my life. How about you? How can you make the most out of your life? Go ahead, be selfish. You don't have to share it like I did. Think about it. Write it down. How can you make the most of your life? Have you got it? If, if you don't write it down or think about it, I'm not giving it to you. Okay. But if you got it, I'm going to show you how to get it. Everybody got it? Okay, here's how you're going to get it. Fortunately for us, the world is not without resources. There are thousands of resources on how to get these answers. And fortunately for you, I've done the legwork. See, if you go into a bookstore, if you can still find a bookstore, if you go into a bookstore and you go to the self-help section, you will see thousands of books. But I have found the five most valuable books you will need to make the most of your life. Are you ready for these? Okay, here we go. Here's the first one. How can I make the most of my life? Do you want money? Well, you can make money in your pajamas. Yes, this has been your problem. You've been getting up and going to work every day. You don't have to. No. You can make money in your pajamas. And Dave asked me this morning, are these real books? Yes, these are real books. You can make money in your PJs. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Here's the next one. Do you want popularity? Well, anybody can be cool, but awesome takes practice. Yes. I always thought I wanted to be cool like Pastor Dan, but I didn't know anybody can be cool. It's awesome that you have to work at. Yeah, and this is the book that will help you do it. And by the way, this is a teen devotional. Yes, yes. So you might want to look this one up. This is a teen devotional. Yeah, awesome. Our whole youth group will be awesome now. Yes, you're welcome again. Here's the next one. You want to get ahead? Have you tried lying? Yes. Oh, you, you didn't go to college? Sure you did. Got a criminal history? Not anymore. I, I don't know if you can see this, but you'll own fool, foolproof phrases like, I was joking. I don't recall saying that. Have you tried lying? Try lying. You will get ahead. Once again, you're welcome. What's the next one? Do you need motivation? Well, shut up, stop whining, and get a life. And I think this is the guy to do it for you, because he doesn't look like he's going to mess around. Yes. And then the final one, are you looking for love? How to marry a loser. Without even trying, you didn't have to try. Yes. Look how easy this is. There you go. There you go. How to get ahead in life. Thank you for coming this morning. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, there's I'm supposed to do the whole Bible part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, do these books work? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> Try them. Give them a shot. 
Here's why I don't think they work. I don't think they work because, like I said, there's thousands and hundreds of thousands of self-help books, and every year, guess what? There's thousands and thousands more self-help books. So apparently, they keep coming, and the answers still aren't there. Um, so my question would be then, what does the Bible have to say about all of this? Maybe we should see what God has to say about this. How can I make the most of my life? So let's look to the one book that never changes. So here's the problem with this book, though, Pastor Dan. Yeah. So the problem with this book is sometimes I feel like all the answers aren't in here. It's just how I feel. And worse yet, sometimes I feel like the questions aren't even in here. Right? I mean, you ever want to buy a car and just like, figure out, like, should I buy a car, shouldn't I buy a car? Nobody ever went up to Jesus with two chariots and going, what do you think, the used one or the brand new one? Nobody, never happened, see? So, so this question, how can I make the most out of my life, it's just not in here. I've looked. No, I've looked and I've looked and I've, wait a second. Oh, my goodness. I found it. Oh, my, this is like the luck of the Irish, only I'm not Irish, so you figure it out. But this is incredible. Look at this. Okay, we're in Luke chapter 10, verse 25. So if you've got your books open, go to that one. Let me, let me tell you what this says. And a lawyer stood up and put him, Jesus, to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, Jesus said to the, the, the lawyer, he said to him, what is written in the law? How does it read to you? And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, Jesus said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he said to Jesus, and who's my neighbor? And Jesus replied and said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among robbers. And they stripped him and beat him, and he went away, leaving him half dead. And by chance, a priest was going down on that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite also, and when he came to the place, saw him and passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, who was on a journey, came upon him, and when he saw him, he felt compassion. And he came to him and bandaged up his wounds, pouring oil and wine on them. And he put him on his own beast and brought him to an end and took care of him. On the next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I return, I will repay you. So here's the question that he asked. First, we have a lawyer standing up. So a lawyer, in this case, is an expert in Jewish law, an expert in theology. He's an ancient Jewish attorney. He's a scripture lawyer. You've heard of divorce attorneys and bankruptcy attorneys. This guy's a scripture attorney. He's a, he's a scripture lawyer, and he specializes in interpreting the Old Testament and applying the teachings. So the scribes, you remember the scribes, they knew the Old Testament, this guy's like another level up. He's like the next level up. He's the PhD. He knows his stuff, right? He's smart. And he wants to test Jesus. Okay, that's a key word here. He's putting Jesus to the test, which means here to put proof God's character and power. So he wants to see how much this Jesus guy really has. 
So he's going to test them with this question. And here's the question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Seems like a pretty simple question to understand, doesn't it? What must I do to inherit eternal life? See, at first glance, I always thought it was the question, how do I get to heaven? How do I get there? Okay? But let's look really closely at this. The key word here is eternal. It's a Greek word. It's ahinos. It's a Greek word, and we translate that into eternal. Okay, into the English word eternal. But in Greek, it actually means something different, if you look really closely. It doesn't just mean eternal, it also means here and now. It means now and eternal. And much more so, it means in the present tense. Okay, so it's not just out there, it's right now in the present. Okay, it speaks to a quality of life that doesn't go away. So it's not a fleeting kind of a word. It's not like here today, gone tomorrow. It's something that's going to last here, now. It's a quality of life that I'm looking for. So here's the real question the expert is asking Jesus. What must I do to possess the unique reality of God's life at work in me now? Or to put it another way, how can I make the most out of my life? Isn't that what he's asking? How can I get the most right now? And I love the way that Jesus answers him. Well, you're the expert. You're the hotshot. You're the guy with the PhD. What do you say? So the guy knows, right? Because he's an expert. So he goes back to Deuteronomy. It's Deuteronomy 6, if you want to look it up. And this is where he finds the answer. And he goes, well, this is what it says. It says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus says, you are absolutely correct. Do this, and you will live. Do this, and you will experience God's gift of life. So how can you and I make the most out of our lives? It's not by making money in your pajamas, okay? Or by lying, or by being awesome, okay? Here's the first step. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. And can I stop on that last part for a second? Because 45 years ago, I did read a self-help book. And there's one thing that I remember in it. And the name of the book was How to Be Your Own Best Friend. And the one part I remember in that book is Love your neighbor as yourself. And the author said, not better than yourself, as yourself. See, sometimes we're really good about loving other people, but loving us, forgiving other people, but forgiving ourselves, sometimes we can't do that. But the answer is, love your neighbor as yourself. Give yourself a little love, too. Give yourself a little grace, too. God's already forgiven you. So if you're struggling with that at all, let's pray after service. Let's get that done. God has forgiven you. He loves you. Let's move on. And then we can love other people as we love ourselves. Let's do that.
So that's the first step. And now you're saying, well, but, but Pete, what about the fame and the fortune and the talent and, the, and the, all that other stuff? I'll get there. Okay, so if that's what you wrote down or that's what you thought, I'll cover you, okay? Just stick with me. But God says the first step is love God with all your heart and with all your soul and all your strength and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. So, so Jesus goes on, though. If you look at different places in the Bible, we can also see where Jesus talks about getting the most out of life. We go to Matthew. This is just days before his crucifixion. So Jesus tells this parable about his return. He speaks about returning to Jerusalem, sitting on the throne as king, and gathering all the nations before him. There, he said, he will separate us like a shepherd separates the goats and the sheep. To his left go the goats. To his right go the sheep. And then Jesus says this, then the king will say to those on his right, enter you who are blessed to be my father. Take what's coming to you in this kingdom. Ready for this? It's been ready for you since the world's foundation. We're waiting for it. And Jesus is saying, this has been ready for you since the world was founded. And here's why, says Jesus. He says, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was homeless, and you gave me a room. I was shivering, and you gave me clothes. I was sick, and you stopped to visit. I was in prison, and you came to me. And then those chosen by God will say, Master, what are you talking about? When did we ever see you hungry and feed you, thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we ever see you sick or in prison and come to you? Then the king will say, I'm telling you the solemn truth. Whenever you did one of these things to someone overlooked or ignored, that was me. You did it to me. How can I make the most out of my life? Be concerned and care for those around me. Live a lifestyle of practical compassion. Take your eyes off your own life and your own issues and your own problems and put others first. Open up your eyes. There's an old 1993 movie called Dave. I think it's Kevin Klein. Is that right? Is that right? Thank you. It's Kevin Klein, and he's the owner of a temporary placement agency who has an uncanny resemblance to the President of the United States. And he's put in the role of President when the real President goes into a coma. And it was a lot of fun at first for him because he got to throw out the first ball at a baseball game and he got to go to visit manufacturing plants and he got to have fun and drive around in big limos. He was having a great time. But towards the end of the movie, he gives this speech to the Congress in the United States and he says this, I ought to care more about you than I do about me. I ought to care more about what's right than what's popular. I ought to be willing to give up this whole thing for something I believe in. See, Dave was playing a role as president. And sometimes I wonder if I don't play this role as a Christian. It's fun at first. It's fun on the outside. But it gets real when it gets real. What do you do then? God has the answer. Love others. Love me. Have compassion. Put others first. That's how you get the most out of life. See, Isaiah the prophet talks about, about this. He brings God's message to those who do all the right things religiously but aren't really giving up everything for what they believe in. But they're going through the motions. They're fasting. They're tithing. 
They're showing up at the synagogue religiously because that's what you're supposed to do. And they're crying out to God and God's not hearing them. God's not answering them and they're wondering why. They're saying, where's God in all of this? Where's God in all my issues? And this is the answer. This is how God responds. He says, the kind of fast I want is that you stop oppressing those who work for you and treat them fairly and give them what they earn. I want you to share your food with the hungry and bring right into your own homes. Those who are helpless, poor, and destitute. Clothe those who are cold and don't hide from relatives who need your help. And then the Lord goes on, giving us the end result of that concern and that care and that compassion when we have a lifestyle of compassion for other people. Here's his promises, church, and these are for you and me if we live this kind of a lifestyle. He says, if you do these things, God will shed his own glorious light upon you. He will heal you. Your godliness will lead you forward. Godliness will be a shield before you, and the glory of God will protect you from behind. Then when you call, the Lord will answer. Yes, I am here. He will quickly reply. Feed the hungry. Help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness, and the darkness around you will be as bright as day. And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy you with all good things. How do you get the most out of life? Let God satisfy you with all good things. And keep you healthy too. Your sons will rebuild the long deserted ruins of your cities and you will be known as the people who rebuild their walls and cities. But wait, there's more. If you keep the Sabbath holy, not having your own fun and business on that day, but enjoying the Sabbath, speaking of it with delight as the Lord's holy day, and honoring the Lord in what you do, not following your own desires and pleasures, nor talking idly, then the Lord will be your delight. And I will see to it that you ride high and get your full share of the blessings I promised. The Lord has spoken. How do you get the most out of life? Seek God. Have compassion. Love others. Love yourself. Show mercy. Be concerned and care for others. Live a lifestyle of practical compassion. Let me give you a practical example of one I heard about. There was a lady named Marilyn in Spokane. She was driving home in a blizzard. And behind her, she noticed a car. And the car was following her on the freeway. And as she was driving along, all of a sudden, her tire blew, and she pulled over. And the car behind her pulled over behind her. The guy got out of the car, changed her tire. And then he went up to her window and said, I was supposed to get off the highway three miles ago at that exit, but your tire didn't look so good. So he followed her. And we can see that here at LifeSpring too. Probably a month ago, somebody came up to me and said, are you okay? You don't look like yourself. And, and I really wasn't. I didn't, I didn't, um, I don't know, it was a, a hard time. But somebody saw that. Can we see that in other people? Can we care enough to stop and look and say, how are you, and really mean it? How are you? Can we care enough and not go through the motions? That's where real life begins. That's where life really starts. Love the Lord your God with all that you are. Love your neighbor as yourself. Be concerned and care for others. Love us lifestyle of practical compassion.
And as you're doing that and caring for others and loving others, let me share this with you as well. Let the peace of God rule in your life. Putting on that whole armor of God, don't forget the shoes of peace. Don't forget to walk through life with those shoes on because that's where people will see the light in you. In the midst of your turmoils and struggles and issues and their issues, when they see you at perfect peace, they're going to wonder what it is, what you have that they don't have. Maybe they'll stop looking at those self-help books and start looking at God's book. Colossians 3 tells us this, I let the peace of God rule in my heart since I was called in one body to peace with thankfulness. See, it's hard though, isn't it? It's hard to love other people sometimes because some people don't want to accept it or take it. No matter how much you try, no matter how much you want to give to them, no matter how much you want to love them, and it's especially hard with people close to you, with relatives, sometimes they just don't want you in their lives. And all you're trying to do is love them and make them better. Paul understood this in his letter to, to Philippi, to the church in Philippi. He wrote this, always be joyful in the Lord. I'll say it again, be joyful. Let everyone know how considerate you are. The Lord is near. Never worry about anything, but in every situation, let God know what you need in prayers and requests while giving thanks. Then God's peace, which goes beyond anything we can imagine, will guard your thoughts and emotions through Christ Jesus. So let's love God with all our heart. Let's love others. Let's love and help and forgive each other and ourselves. Let's take care of each other. Let's walk in God's peace. And what, finally, Pete, what about my dreams and desires? What about all that stuff that I want? Well, luckily, Jesus speaks to this as well. This is what he says. He says, don't worry and ask yourselves, will we have anything to eat? Will we have anything to drink? Will we have any clothes we want to wear? Only people who don't know God are always worrying about such things. Your Father in heaven knows what you need and that you need all these things. But more than anything else, put God's work first and do what he wants. Then the other things will be yours as well. Seek God first. And Jesus promises that all these other things will be added to you as well. How do you get the most out of life? Seek God first. Last Sunday, I got the opportunity to go to a Seahawks game. Um, I'm too cheap to actually buy a, buy a ticket myself, but I have a coworker who said, I've got a free ticket for you. Um, so I, I said, sure, I'll take it. If you've got a free ticket, I'll take it. And it was awesome because it was an incredible seat. Uh, I, I mean, my, my wife asked me, did you see Russell Wilson? And I said, I said, yeah, I saw him. Like he was right there. Uh, uh, yes, I definitely saw him. I actually saw his face. Um, uh, yes, it was incredible. It was a great game. And I love football. And I love the Seahawks. And, and I, I, it was a great game. And it was exciting. And at the very end, they lose it, right? Yeah, they lose. And it was so disappointing. It was just like, oh, my, how could they have let that one get away? Um, but I'll tell you what was encouraging. And let me call the worship team back up with this. What was encouraging was this. As I'm filing out of the stadium, I look down on the field, and, and I see about 15 football players from both teams. And they're kneeled in the center of the field, and they're holding hands. And they're giving thanks, and they're praying, and they're giving glory to God. Win or lose, and I'll tell you what impressed me the most. These are guys that have it all, don't they? 
don't they have the money and the influence and the power and everything? I mean, do we want anything more than to be an NFL player? But here are guys, win or lose, who come together to love God, to, to say there, that all of this stuff that we have could be gone in a heartbeat. But the one thing that remains is Jesus Christ. So how do you get the most out of life? It's not through stuff. It's not through things. It's only through seeking God and finding what's best in him. If you'd like prayer, I would love to pray with you after service. If there's anything on your heart, you don't have to share what it is. Let's just get together and let's pray. Let's seek God. Let's seek God for the greater things. Let's see what he has to say what he has to do in our lives. And if you're struggling with any of these things with love or compassion or care or concern or any of those things, will you take one of those things this week, just one, and just seek God with it. Just open your eyes to it. See how God wants to show you in the world how he can use his love and compassion and care and concern for others and change your life as well as mine. Let's seek God. Let's stand and worship.